Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Friday Jam Session, and I am fired up because, well, I'm going to be talking about today, and we're going to be talking about today in this Jam Session, are some questions that were asked recently in one of my private coaching calls, and it was all about building a niche property, which was great. Now, there is one thing I do want to say here, and there's 11 questions I'm going to go through, and some of these are going to be very, very quick answers. Some of them will go into a little bit more detail, but these were the questions that were presented to me by uh, someone that uh, booked a uh, one of my hour, or actually it was a half hour call. I do 30-minute calls, and I've only done, I would say up to this point, I only opened up probably around 20 spots, um, and they were all booked. Uh, and, uh, I think we're through just about all of them. I think there might be two or three more, uh, but I only open them up just kind of to, I want people were getting stuck. Um, and this is a great way to do it. And the one thing I will say before we even get into these questions are sometimes we are trying to figure things out that don't need to be figured out yet. All right. We're going way, way down the line before we even have the thing built. So this gentleman that I was on with a private call, uh, he was in that boat. He had all these questions, which I was more than happy to answer. But then I was also like, okay, let's go back here because we don't need to worry about any of this stuff yet. We have to wait until we get everything built. But he was just kind of thinking, trying to forecast versus just getting that first part done. So if you are doing that, I want you to stop doing that. Uh, I want you to focus on where you need to focus right now. That is it. That one area. That's all we want to work on right now. Don't worry about uh, what ad network you're going to use right now if you don't have the, the traffic yet. So we want to get that traffic. That's our main focus. With that all being said, uh, I will answer these questions and I'm going to jam on them a little bit here. That's why we're calling this our Friday jam session. Uh, but uh I just did want to let you know before we even got into this that some of these questions you're not going to even need to ask yet, right? But I figured, you know what? Because this is all around building niche properties, you may be further along and might have one of these questions that were, you know, asked after you get started. 
um, and or maybe after you've been building one for a year. Um, so there's some things in here that we're going to be discussing that might apply to you and they might not. They might not apply to you yet. Um, they might apply to you, you know, now exactly where you are. So that's why I wanted to do this. All right. So if you are listening to this, though, on the podcast, let me just say this. I got two things to say. Number one, if you've been listening for any period of time and I don't ask this much, could you do me a favor? Head on over to iTunes and just leave a review there. Let And in that review, let people know what you one nugget. What's one thing that you've learned since listening to this podcast? All right. Now, if you are watching this on our our coffee talks, our our live coffee talk, which is jam sessions is what we're calling this for Friday, our Friday jams. Uh, Thank you for showing up live. But uh, also um, for you, um, I would like you to do the same thing. If you could do me a favor and head on over to whatever podcasting platform that you use and leave a review or one nugget that you took away, that would be that'd be amazing. Uh, So that's it. That's my ask for uh, for today. That's that's it. Just you know, head on over there and, and do that for me if you would, if you've gotten some value. Uh, and then the other thing is, is last thing is if you are not yet on our Take Action Crew email list, you might want to head on over there and do that. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com and all of the past uh, coffee talks are there too. And there's a cool little player that you can kind of search through and find whatever you're needing help with. So go check that out. All right, let's get rocking and rolling here. We got 11 things to cover. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and pull this up. So I have these right in front of me. And the first question, I can't give the domain name, but it was uh, more or less my domains for a niche. And he gave me some examples and he says, or is it best to locate the niche before getting the domain? And the answer is, it depends. I'm going to pull a Chris Schaefer here. If you know that you're going to go into, I don't know, uh, let's say uh, maybe dirt bikes, right? You're going to go into dirt biking. That's going to be your niche. Then something around, you know, motorbikes or, uh, you know, ATVs or something like that, it's totally fine. You can go ahead and start working on that. But if you're still trying to decide, right, if you're thinking about something that's a motorized vehicle, but you're not sure if it's going to be boats, you don't, you're not sure if it's going to be bikes. You're not sure if it's going to be dirt bikes, uh, mountain bikes. Like if you're not really quite sure, then you got to be careful because not that we need the domain name to be exactly something in that niche, but it needs to be relevant to it right? You don't want something that's just totally random. Um, so I would wait until we got the niche selected. So the way that we normally do it is we go into niche validation or the niche discovery, then the niche validation. So niche discovery, you're going to go through all of your ideas. Then we're going to run them through some validation. And then once we get it through the validation stage and we've picked one, now we're going to choose domain name. So that that's how I would work that. All right. So if you're thinking about a domain name and you really haven't settled on your niche yet, stop wasting your time on picking a domain name. All right. Don't worry about that right now. All right. Do the first part. All right. The second question was blog layout. Should I make my own or use what is in the training? Now he's talking about the training that we provide and the training. I'll give it to you right now. As far as like what we recommend, there's a, um, a theme for WordPress. We, we recommend WordPress, which is a free, uh, add on to, uh, any hosting pretty much. Um, and that is, allows you to post content, but you need a theme. And this is where people get hung up too, is they think they have to have this, this, you know, really fancy theme or something, or something that does a lot of cool things and it has flashy, you know, buttons and things like that. You don't need any of that stuff. You need something that's light and fast and easy to work on. Um, and so we recommend generate press. It's a free, uh, theme, but there is an add on that you can purchase. I think it's like 50 bucks for the year. Um, but for the first year, we didn't even have the paid version. We just went with the free and it worked great. So you don't need to have the paid. Uh, you can just get started with that. 
he also was talking about him doing some of the coding and stuff because he he's done that stuff in the past. I'm like, listen, don't even bother with that. Do you're gonna need more time to do keyword research and stuff versus coding your website. So I would say, no, don't do any of that stuff. Don't go spend three hours looking for a theme that you like. Um, just go after something that's light and fast um, in the beginning. You can always change the theme. Like literally with one click of a button, you can, you can change the whole theme throughout your whole website. So I would not worry about that. All right. So the third thing. Do you recommend any good AI article creators? So AI is becoming a very hot topic right now. That's uh, basically it's where they're, it's like artificial intelligence or where they're being able to detect um, writing from a sentence that you put above it. So if you write a sentence, it's going to elaborate uh, and, and be able to uh, to automatically generate from it going into, you know, the... Uh, the internet and in Google and all of the search engines, it's going to be able to start pulling information. It's almost like someone is doing the research for you on the fly and then pulling it back and, and writing it for you. In theory, it's a great, like it's a great thing, right? You're like, Oh my gosh, I could create all this cool content. Here's what I found. And this is, this was what I told him. Number one, in the very beginning, you should write your own content or you should have someone write it and you should learn how to write it. Even if you don't write it, you should understand how to write it. Even if you're using an AI article creator, you're going to need to know how to create an outline because without any, you have to input some data in order to get data back. Here's the other thing. And I've tested a few of these. Uh, a lot of times what's happening is, is you're putting stuff in and then you got to correct it anyway, or you have to reword it or you have to redo it again. And by the time you get done, you've spent an hour, hour and a half on it. You could have just did it yourself, right? So in the very, very beginning, I would say, no, I would not use it. And even in the future, I would be careful using it uh, because there's been some talk that, you know, you'll have duplicate content or the content won't be as good. It won't read the same it really does have to appear as it was written by a human, or at least the information is good enough to, to pass as if it was written by a human. And I'm sure that there's some AI out there that can do a really good job of writing a great piece of content, but it is going to also come down to you inputting the right data for it to pull from, right? And the, and the right way for you to be able to manage that tool. So here we are again, though, right? We're in the beginning stages. No, I would not use AI. I would either write the content myself or learn how, and then I would offload it to a writer, an actual human, and have them write it. Um, so that's the third one, AI article creators. The fourth one, how many articles per month? What's the number of articles per month? Again, that depends. If you're just starting out, it's probably going to be four, four articles, one per week. If you could start your, if you could get past the niche validation, if you could get your website up and running, get generate press installed, get all of the things in order and then do your keyword research and start writing content. I would say start with one piece of content per week. So that way there, you can focus on that. You can optimize that. You can learn that. And then we can dial it up. Um, so my recommendation was start with one per week and then scale up. The minute you start to feel like you're getting into that groove and the rhythm and you're, you're getting everything worked out, whether it's hiring writers or doing the work yourself, uh, you got to, kind of get used to it. You got to learn it. So in the very beginning, it's one, uh, one per week. That would be four per month. Now, as you grow this thing, I mean, I'm at the place now that I can just turn up the dial and I can say, I want 10 articles done a week on each of my sites right now. I could have more done if I wanted to, 
but then it becomes harder to even manage. So for me personally, when you get kind of up and running, and it depends on your focus at that time. Are you focusing on building, uh, you know, one site? Are you really going hard on that site and really, uh, you know, focusing all your energy there and you want to ramp it up as fast as possible? Then you can scale that up to, you know, doing one article a day. Uh, you really can. Uh, now we're doing uh, what we call a 90 day content blitz, which we're doing one per day. We're actually doing a, a little bit more. We're actually going to, in 90 days, we're going to do about uh, 110 uh, pieces of content. And we're doing this because there's, we see a, a huge opportunity here in this niche that we've been building for two years. The traffic is increasing. The market is getting bigger. Uh, so it's just got a really good, uh, it's got good a good sign that it's it's heading in the right direction. So we're doubling down on that one. Now the other ones, they're still doing well and they they will continue to do well. And we're doing between three and five articles per week. So, you know, do the math there. It could be, you know, 12 articles a month. It could be 15 articles a month. It just depends on your bandwidth and uh and what you are capable of at the time. But in the very beginning, I wouldn't start with five per week. I would start with one per week. All right. So that's that. Uh, the fifth question, how about private label, write Articles, if they match a niche or PLR. Now this has been around for years. Uh, and what he was talking about was, is you can, there's services out there that will create articles for, uh, let's say it's, um, we'll use fitness cause that's an easy one, right? Or diet. Let's say it's intermittent fasting. And you can buy a collection of articles that you can use as your own. Now, this could work in an ebook because the ebook itself would just be, you know, you'd put it into a, an ebook. You might update it with some graphics and things like that and make it your own in a sense. But it's legal to do that, right? You can use that as your own. It's kind of like white labeling something. Uh, but to use that on your website, that's a different story because now there's going to be hundreds of other people or more that have used that same PLR content. And now you have duplicate content. So to me, no, I wouldn't use that. If you wanted to use it as a follow-up sequence to an email, you could, if you wanted to use it as a follow-up, um, you know, or a, uh, an ebook to put together some more information. If you wanted to use it as a bonus to give away, to sell your ebook or your course, uh, or something else that would be fine. Uh, as long as it's good content, of course, but no, I would not use PLR articles as content on my website. Okay. Uh, okay. Six does adding video add value in the beginning. So what he is saying is, should I add video to my content and does that help in the very beginning? Okay. So does it help in the beginning? It could, uh, now there's a couple different things here and I did have to ask him this and he did ask a follow-up question to this, which I'll, I'll bring that up. Uh, but is this your own video or someone else's video? So if we're going to talk about you creating videos now, my first thing is, is, well, we haven't really figured out the, the, the flow and, and the work of putting together your blog and your website and, and getting your, your content created and your writers and all of that stuff, right. Or you're writing it yourself and managing that to add another thing on top of that. If you're creating the video, that's going to slow you down. So my first thing is I would not do that right off the bat. Okay. Do one or the other. Okay. Um, but it does, uh, help if you add a video that is already on YouTube, uh, and then you just embed it into your blog post. And that's what I recommended he did, because what this does is number one, it adds a, a link coming from YouTube. And it's, again, it's probably not a do follow, so it's a no follow, but it's still a, 
a signal being sent there. So whatever. Okay. So that's embedded. People like videos embedded in there. As I say, people, YouTube creators, cause it's, it's being published somewhere else. But the real upside here is when you do get traffic on that blog post, uh, you're going to have someone potentially watch that video on your, your page or your post. That's going to keep them there longer, which also shows Google that people are staying on your site longer, which could help your rankings. So it could benefit you once you start to get some traffic. Will it help you in the beginning because you have a YouTube video there? Probably not going to give you a huge lift in like rankings, but it is a good thing for when you start getting traffic. All right. So the next question, and this is the question seven was, um, having a YouTube channel for the site, basically, should you have a YouTube channel? Again, like I just said before, I'm not a huge fan of doing too many things at once because then what happens is, is you get overwhelmed and then you stop doing everything altogether. So yes, having a YouTube channel would be great, but if that is going to hurt your growth on the blog itself, then I wouldn't do it right off the rip. But after the fact, once you get things rolling and you're like, you know, I got a little bit of extra time now because I've got my content writer uh, doing the work, the bulk of the work. I'm doing keyword research. Might you might have an hour or two in it a week. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna I want to spend another two hours a week creating one video a week. Great. Um, then I would say go for it. Uh, but I would not do both at the same time if you haven't already dialed in. Um, you know, the first part of this. Um, so that was my recommendation there. Um, the eighth question was any other SEO needed besides organic. So basically, what the question really was after we discussed this is. Is there anything else that we need to think about SEO, search engine optimization, um, outside of just on-page, right? And on-page meaning like everything that we do to optimize our posts. We have H1 tags, H2, H3. We have images. Um, those are keyworded. Uh, we might have a Pinterest pin. Uh, we have a YouTube video that we embed. We have, uh, you know, inner links, outbound links, like things like that. It's all, that's on page stuff. Um, now there is some external, if you go to reach out to an external site, but really what talking about is like, should I go after backlinks? Should I do social media marketing to drive traffic? All of that stuff to me is not necessary right now. Uh, backlinking can be powerful, but I would not try to go and get backlinks just to get backlinks. I would try to create you, uh, shareable, usable content that would be shareable. And then the links will naturally come. Um, so my advice was here, just do your, your on page, your on site um, type SEO. Don't worry about anything else. Um, the ninth question, adding affiliate links or ads good or bad. So what he's saying is, should I, you know, should I put affiliate links on from day one? Should I put ads on my site from day one? And my thought is this, and this is what I recommended. If there's an affiliate link that makes sense, then yes. In passing, yes. If you're creating uh, all of your content around products and all you're trying to do is sell affiliate products, I would not do that. I don't think Google likes that. They actually just came out with an update not that long ago that penalized sites that were just all about product reviews. Um, and then the other thing is, is if you're promoting a product, usually on Amazon, it's like 3% you're going to get for that. Not that much. Now I did have a conversation with them that if it was a digital product, uh, off a ClickBank or something like that, or a private, uh, um, affiliate network, then possibly yes, because you're going to have a bigger upside to putting energy into that. But in the very beginning, I would not try to monetize it. I would try to get traffic. Anytime that we're going to start trying to monetize it, especially with ads, we will slow the site down a little bit because we're adding 
uh, different ads that are have to load, even though they're lazy loading, as they call it, it still has to load. So we don't want to, we don't want to hurt our chances of ranking as quickly as possible. So I would not put the uh, ads on my site uh, as far as placement ads until I hit at least minimum 5,000, but I like 10,000. Like I would say, wait to 10,000 page views. Um, as far as affiliate links, you can do that. That's not really going to hurt your site necessarily, but the upside is what, right? If someone hits that page, they potentially could, could buy something. Yes, but don't force it. Um, if it's in passing and you mention something, like if you're talking about dirt bikes and you mentioned a helmet, yeah, link over to a helmet that would be recommended. Um, so that's a natural link that you would add in there. Um, so 10th, here's the 10th question. What ad network is working now? They all are. Uh, so it's just different. If it's, it's different phases of your growth. So Ezoic is going to be, well, actually AdSense is probably your first one, but I wouldn't use AdSense. Although I did find a site one time that was using AdSense and they were getting paid like $63 per thousand, which was insane. Never seen that before. I would not go Google AdSense. Uh, I would stay away from that myself. I would wait and do Ezoic when I hit 10,000 page views. Then from there, once I hit uh, 50,000 sessions, more like 60,000 page views. That's how Mediavine does it. I'd go to Mediavine. And then once I hit 100,000, I would entertain AdThrive. Although AdThrive has not always beaten Mediavine. Mediavine is a lot of times the higher of the two and they have more of an upside with um, advertising sharing. So they they will increase, the more traffic you bring, they will actually up their sharing with the profits from the ad networks. But again, we don't have to worry about that right now. Like, so these questions are for someone that hasn't even started, like hasn't even built the site yet. So you see what I mean? Like we're way down the line here. We don't need to be that far down the line yet. We're not there. Okay. So we don't need to worry about ad networks. We just need to worry about building the site, getting our keywords together, writing the content, optimizing it, publishing it. That's it. That's the only thing we need to focus on right now. Okay. And then we can focus on that other stuff. Okay. And the last one, the 11th question. The best way to kickstart then is to put on maintenance plan to let the site grow. Top five steps after a website is up and niche is found. Okay. So this here was basically just like, kind of like, what, what is it? Like, what's the best thing to do to kickstart it? Um, is it to, and, and get it in like a maintenance plan. It's basically what I just said. Okay. It's this, it's get all of the stuff built that needs to get built get your domain name, get your hosting set up, get your WordPress set up, get your theme set up, get your about me page or about us page created all of the disclaimer pages, like all of the things that we need to do. There's like three pages we got to have done, get the shell built, then move into keyword research, get your first 10 pieces of content or your, your topics, and then either write them yourself or have them written and then publish and optimize. Like that's it. Then what are we going to do in maintenance mode here? Maintenance isn't really maintenance. It's, it's kind of ongoing, uh, you know, work. And that is find more keywords, write more content, publish. And, and when I say publish, I mean, optimize at the same time. So find keywords, write content, publish. That's it. That's all we're doing. All right. And, um, that's it. So top five steps after website is up and niche is found. It's, it, it's that it is, it isn't even five steps really. Well, it could be, I'll take that back. Cause if you are up and running, then I would add one other element to this, which is we're up and running. Everything's built. I'm assuming everything's built. We are going to write 
the content after we found the keywords. And once you find a, a keyword vein, you might have 50 topics that you have to, that, that you're going to write about. Don't even worry about anything else at this point. Just write, right? And get that stuff published. The more we get published, the more chances we have of ranking. All right. So that would be that keyword research, create a spreadsheet for you or your uh, writer, get them written, come up with a schedule as far as a routine of like how many articles you're going to have written per week, how many you're going to have posted. And then if you do want to add a couple of other steps here, it would be, does, and, and do you want to even do this? Does your uh, niche uh, allow you to build an email list. So maybe we build an email list so we can start to communicate with those people to then send traffic over to our blog or our website. But if you have no, uh, if you have no, uh, thoughts or, uh, desire to build an email list, cause you just want to keep this thing. So it's more passive and you don't have to really maintain a, an email list then don't do it. Um, but the other thing I would consider doing is, uh, start a Pinterest account because Pinterest is a great tool for uh, external traffic. Uh, and then just create a pin for every post and create maybe like five to seven boards on your Pinterest account. And then just start pinning those to, to various boards. And that would be it. So if you wanted to add that part of it to it, you can do that as well. In the beginning, I don't want to overload you with stuff, right? It's like, okay, just keyword research, write the content, publish, done. We want to add something else. We can add email or we can add the Pinterest thing and the Pinterest thing would be more also something that could add another layer of traffic because that could bring traffic, uh, all by itself, which we've done a pretty good job with that. We've had, sometimes it goes up and down with Pinterest, but I would say on average, you're probably getting about 200 visitors per day, 300 at times. Um, we've had some as high as six, 700, but it, it kind of fluctuates, but I would say two to 300 visitors. And that's from just taking, uh, and we actually, we did it for a while, then we stopped for a little bit, then we started it again, and now we're starting to do it again. But it's, uh, you know, it's just another step, right? You create a pin and then you create a, you know, the board. Once you create the board, you can just pin it to that. But then you put that on your website as well to give people that are reading the website an opportunity to pin it to their board. Um, and then it can start to get a little bit of, uh, you know, some extra traffic. So that would be maybe that other thing. So there you go. There's 11 questions I just knocked through in less than 20 minutes, I think it is. So. One thing I want to really make clear though, depending on where you are, you need to ask yourself this question. What do I need to focus on now and next? That's it, right? If you do not have your website fully up and ready to receive content, we don't need to worry about an ad network right now, right? We don't have to worry about that. If we, we don't have to worry about, uh, well, do I have to add uh, a YouTube? channel to this, right? We don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Okay. What we have to worry about is just finding those keywords, writing the content, posting it, and obviously optimizing it. That's it. And if you want to add the layer of Pinterest to it, then learn the, the Pinterest side of it and which isn't hard. Okay. And that's it. And once you kind of get that thing set up too, by the way, if you set up your Pinterest account, you know, five to seven boards, they're already created. Then you might go in there and maybe every few days you pin some different things to it that are of interest of your niche. And then when you have a new blog post, you're going to create a pin and then you're going to pin it to a board and that's it. And then that pin automatically links back to that blog post done. That's it. That's the process. That's all the work that needs to get done. All right. So don't think too far ahead. We got to think about where you are right now. What is the next step? What is the next thing that you need to focus on? All right. So guys, that is going to wrap up this Friday jam session. If you are listening to this and you're new or you just haven't gotten in the game yet and you want help with that, 
then I would definitely recommend checking out our niche properties class. And you can do that by heading on over to buildnicheproperties.com. Again, that's buildnicheproperties.com. You can get all the details over there. We have a full training step-by-step -step, taking you for, through everything from discovering and finding the niche, validating the niche, and then from there setting everything up and then doing keyword research and finding writers or writing it yourself and posting and optimizing and then really building a system, a process that you can follow or even have someone else help you to follow it as well. All right. So if you're interested in that, buildnicheproperties.com, you get all the details over there. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, take care, take action, have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go get them. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can join us. You can ask a question and then uh, I can answer it. And we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand. Oh, and one last thing. If you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable. Five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast, and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people, and it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.